Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? Lately, I've been musing on how trees and fungi have created the world. How they've partnered up to hold soil in place and shuttle nutrients around and create weather and turn sunlight and dissolved rock with the help of microorganisms into verdant green paradise. It's an absolute miracle and it happens right in front of our eyes every day and we look right past it. Jupiter has just moved into his home sign of Pisces, one of his two home signs, Pisces and Sagittarius. But right now, Jupiter, Zeus, the Lord of thunder and growth and abundance, the benevolent ruler, the bestower of gifts and wishes, has moved into his home in Pisces, where there's an ease and a grace and a flow that we haven't felt in years. This will last through May. So these next few months should be a time where we can start to get our bearings again, where ease can come back to us. And I've been reflecting on abundance and ease and beauty and the benevolence of the energies brought to us by Jupiter, by Pisces, and it's made me think of wish-making, and if I had one wish, what would it be? And my one wish would be that humans could see the miracles right in front of their eyes, that we could recognize the unfolding, incredible miracles of photosynthesis and the hydrological cycle and leaf rot and the fruiting bodies of fungus and our own delicately balanced lives on this bright blue ball hurtling through space at incredible speeds 
into a vastness that we cannot comprehend. I wish it would strike us, make us shake our heads and rub our eyes. I wish we would all find ourselves dumbfounded with gratitude, awestruck with the majesty and the magnitude of it all. If I had one wish, that's what it would be. That collectively rolling like a wave across the face of the earth, every human would wake up to a sunrise that filled their eyes with tears and overflowed their hearts with gratitude. That the reality of the magnitude and the majesty of being alive would settle into the bones of every person in every corner of the world. And with this dawning awareness, everything would change. The energy of Pisces also brings a deep psychic empathy, a resonating together an ability to sense the field around us. And so in addition to this idea of seeing the miracle, the true breadth and scope of the miracle of being alive, imagine also feeling in our own bodies the sea of energy that we're swimming in and recognizing the waves as if my cat that I'm sitting next to, Lily, her purrs, her heart rate, her breathing rate, her energetic state of being is impressing on my energy body right now, but I'm largely oblivious to it because my mind is on other things. My mind is on the world created by humans and our minds have incredible gatekeeping powers. We are constantly being bombarded with information in the form of light, sound, temperature, texture, where we are in space, if we're upright or sideways, um, all kinds of colors and vibrations are bombarding us all the time. And our brain uses gatekeeping techniques to keep out stimulation that we deem not important so that we can focus on the stimulation that we deem is important. And the mechanisms of gatekeeping have been honed over millennia by our species to determine what is worth paying attention to and what is not worth paying attention to. And we, as a collective, have created a world that has us paying attention to things that actually impede our ability to sense the finer, nuanced frequencies of the world around us. We're conditioned to want our space to smell in a way that is pleasing And so we plug in air fresheners and we burn scented candles and we wear perfume 
And all of those scents overwhelm our olfactory senses to the point that we can't really smell anything. We are bathed in a sea of smells. So when we walk in a room we've not been in, we get a rush of fragrance and then our mind turns it off because it doesn't mean anything. It's just a mask. But if we are training our olfactory senses to really pay attention to smell that that means something important, then we would smell in a totally different way. Like when I'm in the forest walking and I smell that the vixen has recently been here or I smell the wetness of a stream and I know I'm close to water. Um, those are the ways that we, our animal bodies are attuned to pay attention to smell. But because my mind has been attuned over thousands of years to pay attention to a human-made world, my gatekeeping mechanisms don't allow me easily to feel Lily's energy pressing into my own energy sensors. I'm not attuned to that. And we can attune ourselves to those kinds of sensitivities again. It is a conscious effort. We have to retrain our senses, retraining our sense of presence. And that is a worthy pursuit in my mind. For the past few generations, we've been training our brains to pay attention to brightly colored, flickering images that change frequently. And so our attention spans have gotten shorter and shorter and our minds, our gatekeeping minds have learned to seek out and crave rapid fire images with high stimulation. That particular way of conditioning the mind makes it especially hard to be sensitive to the nuanced signals of Lily's body next to mine, or of the change in the wind before a storm comes, or of the movement of water underground. Energies and signals that our bodies can learn to attune to, but have not selected for in many generations. I wonder often if it's possible for humans to continue as a species on this planet. I don't really know. I don't think anyone knows. I do sense that if we continue to live on this planet, generations down the line will have reattuned to those sorts of energies. We'll remember how to smell things that matter. We'll remember how to sense the energy pattern of distress in the creatures around us. Some of us can still do that really easily, but to generalize, most people just are not attuned to subtle shifts in our animal friends and our children in fact, we willfully ignore and overlook problems because we don't know how to address them or they're inconvenient 
problems with our children, our spouses, or in our own bodies. We've lost the ability to deeply receive the messages that are being given to us all the time. And instead we bounce from one flickering image to another flickering image. The TV is always on. Our Spotify is always playing. We keep our minds busy, distracted. And in some cases, we do that because if we don't distract the mind, the mind turns on us. Our minds are untrained. And so they can be like a jailer heckling us, abusing us in the prisons of our lives telling us all the reasons why we're not good enough. And so much of the social media world reinforces the messages of the jailer. We recently watched the Netflix film, Don't Look Up. This film stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. And it is a satire that sort of exposes a lot of what I'm talking about in this podcast episode. The way that our minds are trained to think and what they're trained to see and how that has become a trap and what it might look like to retrain the mind and to recognize the trap. The film is... um, ironic and deeply depressing and illuminating in some ways, although for most of us, we know our folly. We just don't know how to stop it. Just like Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence's characters know a comet hurdles towards Earth and they don't know how to stop it. And their one chance at stopping it is derailed by the conditioning of the modern human mind. And so I think even more about my wish. (laughs) What would our lives be like if we knew it was all a miracle? What would our lives be like if we were attuned to the beings around us? in relationship to them? What would our lives be like if we realized the delicate nature of our lives, the millions and trillions of orchestrated chemical signals that ensure our survival every single second? This morning, my 16-year-old daughter's best friend lost her mother to cancer. She was in her mid-40s. She was diagnosed two years ago. She lived as long as she could for her daughter. 
And today she passed on to the summer lands, to the realm of the ancestors. For her, the past few years have attuned her to the miracle, to the finiteness, to the impersonal ways of life on this planet and the deeply personal ones. For her, the miracle was in stark contrast with the reality that that miracle ends. The miracle of a physical life ends at some point. Life does not end, of course, but this story does. The story of this human incarnated in this body, in this place, at this time, has a final chapter. And we spend our whole lives distracting ourselves from that reality. Lest we might fall into nihilism. But what if that reality is actually what liberates us, frees us to live more fully into the miracle? When I was a hospice nurse, my patients always told me, don't feel bad for me. Just live your life fully. Don't take it for granted. Enjoy every moment, the little things. If you can stand to take a shower in hot water, don't take that for granted. If you can lower yourself into a hot bath, don't take that for granted. If you can sleep comfortably at night or take an easy breath or taste a delicious juicy fruit, don't take that for granted. That was the message I heard over and over and over again from people whose miracles were meeting finiteness. And there were many, many miracles that occurred in those last months of life. Miracles that were unlocked and opened by dying. This time of year, the post-holiday time statistically has a much increased rate of depression and suicide. If you are feeling those sorts of feelings, the despair, the hopelessness, the nihilism, reach out for help. Those feelings don't last. They come and they go. Hold on to something while they're here. Hold on to someone and let the waves wash over. Don't believe the voice of the jailer. Being here truly is a miracle. Every sunrise, 
every shooting star, every leaf bud, every kitty cat purr. It is all a miracle unfolding and we are part of it. Each of our lives intricately woven into the story of the earth as it's been unfolding for billions of years and as it's unfolding in this moment and this moment and this moment. Your life matters here. My life matters here. My friend Selena who passed this morning her life matters here and it continues to matter long after her body has returned to soil and her spirit has returned to the halls of the ancestors. We will tell her stories, say her name, look at her pictures, imagine what her reaction might be. For decades to come. So as Jupiter brings his abundance and benevolence into Pisces, sign of perception and connectedness and deep feeling, ask yourself what you wish for. I've told you my wish today. If you could wish for anything, what would it be? Don't hold back. Let yourself dream big. The world wants your dreams. For joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to come back to